Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trends with gym owners. We talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by Michael Sandoval of MD Performance in Uvalde, Texas. Michael, what's going on, man? Hey, Austin. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate you uh, coming on. I know, I'm sure your schedule's crazy, busy. I'm sure you've probably been already coaching, you know, this morning. So let's get after yes, it, man. So I'm always interested to hear, you know, the origin stories, why we start this business, why we, yeah, we're probably a little crazy, I think, in our mind at some capacity to be an entrepreneur, which is a good thing. So why did you decide to start MD Performance and kind of just talk to us about that experience for you? Yes, sir. So I have two whys. Why I became a personal trainer and why I started the gym. So I'll start with the personal trainer side first. So when I was in high school, I was a big track guy, right? So I'm sitting around 145 and all of a sudden I say, you know what? I want to play football my senior year. And sitting at 145, you're not 5'8", you're not going to, you got to gain some muscle and some strength, you know? And so during that summer, I'm looking up, uh, best ways to build muscle, what are the best exercises, what are BCAs, you know, and during that summer, I, I'm in a strict training regimen, and sure enough, I gained 20 pounds that summer, oh. and got to play football, started on a few uh, special teams, and um, yeah, just went from there, and I got, went back to school, got a lot of compliments on how I'm looking and they're like, man, how'd you do it? And I'm like, you know, I just changed my eating routine. Uh, my water is very important, you know, and uh, coming from a small town, we didn't, I didn't really know of personal trainers. I thought maybe the only fitness thing you could do is being a coach at maybe a high school or a college. Right. right. And so uh, I just stumbled one day where one of my friend's parents said, Hey, have you thought of being a personal trainer? I'm like, no, tell me more. Sure enough, long story short, I become a personal trainer senior year of high school. I start uh, at the small gym here in Uvalde, and I love it. Automatically love it. Clients are nice. The location's nice. Privacy is nice. And fall in love with just being a personal trainer. So I graduate the junior college here in Uvalde, go to UTSA to finish up my degree. Uh, this is now 2018. I'm leaving UTSA. I'm starting to work at Gold's Gyms, LA Fitness, and I'm starting to list something about all three of the, the places of where I can't 100% be myself. I just felt like they're always, we have a policy, we only do it this way, we like your idea, but we're not really going to go into it, right? So at this point, I'm thinking, well, I think I should just open up my own gym. And so, uh, of course, like, I know it's a big risk, and I know I wanted to start a gym, but I just didn't know when. So now we're in 2020. I'm graduating in May. So now it's March before May and the pandemic happens and we're all sent home from school and I'm just home. So I hit up some of my, my clients that I used to have and say, hey, I'm here for the summer. Uh, I'd love to start back up with you again. So from March, April, May, I'm training them. In June, I'm actually supposed to work at this new gym called TrueFit. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a big new corporation kind of growing out in the 
Southern South Texas area. And so, although I was super excited to join them, I had always had in my head, man, I'm growing my clientele. I, I think I should try and do this on my own. But of course it's that big risk of what if it doesn't work out? Yep. So I'm sitting there with my parents. I remember if like, if it was yesterday, Hey mom, Hey dad, I, I think I should pursue this gym of wanting to own and just leave what I have going on in San Antonio. And they're like, well, we, let's try it then. Right. So during this time, my brother is actually leaving to college as well. So they give up a room for me at the house. I, I've already started buying small equipment, started seeing one-on-ones. And sure enough, June all the way to about May of 2021 now, I said, you know what? I need to find a new place. I'm, my clients are loving it. I'm loving it. And I just need a bigger place because I need to buy more equipment. I need to have better strategies of ways of training. And so sure enough, find a location. We move in there in, in May. I'm training my one-on-ones, uh, two-on-ones sometimes as well. And I'm like, you know what? I could probably make a little more money by opening up a membership rather than just the one-on-ones. Right. And so month by month, month by month, I'm taking it. And these guys are coming working out with me. They're also coming into the membership. And I'm only one guy, right? So I can't be there all 12 hours of the day of when I open up and have the open gym concept. So I said, you know what? I'm going to invest in some camera systems. And I'm literally starting from scratch. So I got to save up. Just everything takes time, right? And so in January is where I decided to open up my gym for the public. I got my camera systems going. And so uh, my security system going. And so now we're there of January, open gym started. I got about 20 clients I'm training about now in May, right? Or we're in April still. Yep. As of April, uh, about 40% capacity. And I'm loving every single bit of what I'm doing. And I really love what I do. It's awesome, man. I'm like, yeah, I love it, man. I love hearing why you got started, how you got started. I think it's incredible. Talk to us about going from your, your home training clients to an actual physical location. What were you looking for in that in that brick and mortar in that in that physical building? Uh, I know you told me it's like what thirty five hundred square feet, which is pretty good size. So talk to us about your physical building. Maybe give us like a virtual walkthrough and like why you decided to choose that space in particular. You know, in your town there. Yes, sir. So I have my gym name is although it's MD Performance, I have the gym name of Mount Olympus. And so what the people have been loving is the concept of what my theme is, is being an athlete. And basically what an athlete is, you know that when you're in high school, if you're an athlete or a college athlete, your goal is to compete. Whether it's competing against others, I tell everyone, hey, you need to compete with yourself. So you need to become an athlete, come in here, do what you need to do so you can get better and just be better than you were yesterday. So that's the concept that I have going on here in the theme. So as soon as you walk into my lobby, of course, you'll see on the right, or let's say on the left first, you'll ha- I have a sign of Usain Bolt, Muhammad Ali, I got the spikes, the boxing gloves, yep. something that ties into the athlete's perspective. Right. Uh, on the right, I have my athletes of who I've trained in high school and that have gone on to the next level to play college ball or college sports, you know? And so I have a track jersey there, uh, baseball jersey there, 
And uh, so already when you come in, you're embracing the athlete's kind of aura in the gym. And then as you keep going through is where you get to the nitty gritty of the free weights, the machines are there. And then of course, I have two little rooms that are both made for cardio. Okay, very cool. I love it, man. Love it. Uh, with like equipment sourcing, like let's, let's talk about that. That's a big thing when we get started. You said you, earlier, you said you started adding small pieces of equipment. When you moved to your physical space, did you buy a bunch of equipment or did you bring stuff with you from, you know, from the garage? What was that process like? And like, how have you sourced the equipment for your, for your new space? So when I first started out of the, out of the, out of the house, I had just the backyard stuff, just the basic, uh, rusty dumbbells, uh, maybe, uh, an okay bench. I wouldn't do more than maybe 200. I had an idea of already what equipment I wanted and what would be best for my athletes. And by the way, I call my clients, my athletes, just to kind of embrace the whole aura of what I got going on here. And so they just began switching out equipment, buying commercial grade. And from there, people just love what I got going on. My color scheme theme that I had going on. Nice. So does that answer your question? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm always like, you know, it's always interesting to me, like what equipment we choose when we start, you know, like I started my first gym at $23,000 and we got a, a, you know, a couple of barbells, a couple of rowers, uh, pull up rig, you know, flooring obviously gets expensive. So always cool to hear where you're at now, you know, nowadays and, and how you did that. But um, awesome, Michael. So let's, let's dive into, we heard your backstory. We heard about vibe of the gym, how it looks. What are you doing now in the gym? Like, I know we talked about, we have PT and open gym. So uh, let's talk about your services there and how you market to get new clients in the door. What have you done for that so far? Okay, so my high school is, the name is Yvati High School, uh, home of the Coyotes and Lobos. And although I really want to play and do college sports, the thing is, I just feel like Uvalde is being, it's just a small town. We don't get much of, we don't get to get seen by any schools unless we play San Antonio, you know? And so I just feel like the marketing isn't there. So what I do and what I wish was there when I was there is these college, these high school kids go and sign on to colleges. And of course, if they work with me, I kind of say, you know what, let's make a cool video. This will be your graduation kind of going away gift to get you ready and get you hyped up for your next thing you got going on, whether it's track, baseball, swimming, you know? And so when I put out those videos, it brings a lot of people to my page and saying like, wow, he's got another, another college athlete. That's awesome. Uh, And it's cool because again, going, I'm always referring back to the athlete thing. Uh, People see it and like, man, I want to be an athlete as well, you know? And so marketing-wise, that's one of the strategies I do. Uh, I, you got to be on social media if you want to be seen. Sure. So you got to record your workout videos every once in a while, yeah, post man. on your stories. Yeah, have you done, um, with social media, obviously it's biggest platforms in the world, right? Have you done any digital marketing, marketing yet, paid advertising, you know, via Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, any of that? I have, and uh, I think I've done it with my personal account. Yeah. But I'm, I just barely started in January for my business. Right. And so I wouldn't say that I've had to use any yet. 
a lot of the support is just from my town. And so, of course, when everyone sees something new and especially something that everyone enjoys, the support is always there. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. So, so a lot of your clients have been through like word of mouth and knowing people locally, referrals possibly right through just, just through you being a part of the community. Is that pretty accurate? Yes. Yeah. Michael, now with your, with your PT clients, are, are they a lot of uh, athletes still, high school athletes, college athletes? Or are they more also general population people? General population people. So I get my youngest is probably 12. Okay. And my oldest is probably, I want to say 65. Okay. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, I have a pretty broad range and I just try, if I do my two on two or like my one on two on ones, yeah. I try and part them up together wherever the same goals are. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So yeah, serving a lot of different age groups from 12 to 65. Now with your open gym model, how have people learned about that same kind of same avenue, word of mouth, a little bit of posting on, on social media, that sort of thing? Word of mouth. Yep. Uh, I'm actually located in a pretty good location here in my town. Okay. So we're in between two schools. So a lot of people drive by and I have a sign that is right there. So you can't miss it. And so it brings a lot of people, oh, I got to come in here and see, check this out. So I did mention my gym was 3,500 yeah. around there. Yep. I'm actually a part of a what it used to be a big grocery store ah. that they kind of closed off and rented out a smaller area. Okay. So okay. I, there's a lot. Think of Walmart yep. with the aisles is Got what's it. on the other side of the building. And I'm just using a small bit of it. Okay. So there is room for you there. If, if you want to grow in that space, you can do that. Is that right? That's the goal. Yes, that's sir. Awesome. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. So that's kind of what I was leaning into in that original question. Like, why did you choose that physical space uh, that you guys chose for your first spot? I always think it's great because, look, you're going to grow, right? It's, it's, it's going to happen. I can already, I can hear it in your voice. You know, you're committed. You're passionate about this stuff. You want to serve and help people. So in our space, if we cannot move but actually expand in that same space, that's the best of both worlds. So that's really awesome. Like, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Um, let's talk about – the so i know you've been open there since you've been doing the open gym since january right so like four or five four or five months whatever that is um how do you go about as far as uh membership packages billing how do you do that for the pt side of the business and then for the uh, open gym side do you do it by package or monthly or weekly or how does that look for you me personally i don't do packaging i pretty much if i have my clients or my athletes i say hey here's the price this is what it is. It's not really any package deals. And of course, you're always thinking of, hey, I should do it, run a deal. I should do, hey, bring a friend for free or something like that. Yep. For me, I, I mean, I, I know everyone's different. Everyone has different business philosophies, training philosophies. I feel that I'm still new enough to where I don't really need to give away things, you know? Right, right. Yeah. If they're interested, they're going to come and find out themselves. Sure. So you set them up on a like a monthly kind of reoccurring membership, that sort of thing? Yes, sir. Cool. Awesome. Beautiful. So now, like, obviously, like, you know, it's 2022. Technology is a big part of this industry, any industry. You know, I, I know we're a fitness company, but I also think we're a technology company, a marketing company, all these sort of things. What technologies, Michael, do you use in your business? Anything in particular? Or how Maybe how are you using technology to help your business? That may be a better question. So here's a cool little thing I do. Yeah. So let's say I'm training you, right? 
We walk in together, we get our warm up in. On the TV, I'm able to connect my laptop to the TV cool. and I have our workout, what we're doing for the day. I have our weights, our goal sets. And so we're both able to see the workout we have and basically where we want to get to. And it holds us both accountable to say, hey, we see that you got 10, 10, 8. We, next time we got to get 10, 10, 10. So it's just motivating you to go up next time. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's cool to have it up there for them to see. And just to, man, I remember I used to do the five pounds and now I'm at the 15s, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool to do that. Cool. Yeah. So get to, they get to see the, the programming as they're doing it, obviously tracking their goals, massively important thing. So, you know, they can see progress, right? It's great. Um, as far as like uh, technology with maybe communication, or, you know, clients are with us like maybe an hour a day or a few times a week, right? So like with the PT business, normally the retention rate is good, right? Because we've seen these people are building that relationship one-on-one or two-on-one. How are you able to communicate with your clients when they're not with you? Do you have any kind of, we'll say a cadence to your communication or like system in place to communicate, you know, the other 23 hours of the day when, when they don't see you? Yes, sir. So I work three hours in the morning, three in the afternoon, right? And the, and the hours that I'm not there uh, are pretty much open gym hours. Yeah. But when I have my clients, I say, hey, guys, uh, I need you to get a membership. It comes with the personal training. Because I see you Tuesday and Thursday, let's say, I need to see you here Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or even just one day a week to hold you accountable and yep. to let us both know hey, we're, we got goals and I want to see you here trying to reach your goals and not only when you're just with me, but when you're on your own. That's awesome, yeah. And now when they're coming in on their own, Michael, are, are, I'm assuming you probably program their workouts for them or have it up there on the screen. Is that how that kind of works? So, I yes, I pretty much make a PDF document, yeah. uh, send it to them, their phone and they're able to pull it up as well. Awesome, awesome. Love it, love it. Cool, man. That sounds great. So, Again, yeah, PT business. I'm always looking for like, you know, other revenue streams we can create out of this, right? So whether that's eventually you do some group training or or we're doing supplements or nutrition coaching or countless other things, right? Are there is there anything else you're offering offering to your clients in the form of nutrition coaching or anything along those lines for other revenue streams right now? Or are you thinking of adding? Yeah, so of course the nutrition's always there when yeah. they ask for a diet plan and uh, you pretty much make them something real. I mean, it takes about a week, right, to yeah. make something like that. Uh, as of other things, food realm, not really. I mean, you got the merch, right? Yeah. And that, that's about it, honestly. Yeah. So I just take pride in my personal training and just try and do the best I can. Yeah. With who I got. You know what I mean? I hear you, man. Totally hear it. Yeah. Do you think it's something you would add in the future, like nutrition, coaching, for additional fee, supplements, potentially, you know, as you grow here in the next few months to years, just adding those uh, oh, yeah. additional revenue? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Sweet. For sure. My, my sister is a nutrition major. And oh, so I'm hoping she comes in and say, uh, or I can say, hey, I got a nutritionist on the on the team now. Yeah. You guys, I would love to refer that to her and help her get started as well, you know? Yeah. And of course, like, it would be awesome to get, like, partnerships with supplement companies to be able to have their stuff at my gym as well. Yeah, for sure, definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's like, 
it's finding those supplement companies that have you know good margins for so it's so it's worthwhile for for you and the clients and also a good quality product as well on top of it which is which is kind of hard to find but awesome your sister is a nutrition major fits perfectly right into you know right into the gym so that's that's awesome man right into the business uh so michael we you know we talked about pt and the open gym piece what do you think is a key you know for keeping training clients coming back for more obviously it's setting goals for them and, and seeing them achieve that goal what else do you think is a key for you that you've been able to keep your clients with you honestly just building a relationship just talking to them uh i think i think there's a lot to be said about your customer service with your one-on-ones because of course like when you talk to them they'll you'll tell them about your day and they, they just become interested in you you know and they want to they i kind of i kind of tell people what i got going on here at the gym and the things i have for the future and my goals and so they want to see that of course and so they're willing to stay there with me and invest their time and see how far i can go and, and they're rooting for me and yeah. yeah, it's it's a really nice thing to see and to be a part of. Yeah, man, it's very cool, right? Like, uh, and like you hit the nail on the head. That relationship piece is everything, right? We're able to build that, and that's why they stay longer in a personal training business as opposed to like you know a Gold's Gym or something like that. It's that relationship we build, and I think that's something like you know when we're learning to become trainers or coaches that sometimes missed a lot. So I'm so glad you said that. Like that relationship piece to me is is everything, right? Like. The fitness part is great, but being able to build that relationship, I think is like what keeps people around and wanting to work with us, you know, for a long time. So you just mentioned uh, you're, you tell them about your goals there and like big picture stuff, what you want to accomplish here with MD performance. So let's talk about that, man. So like next, first let's talk like next 12 months, what do you want to accomplish here with the business over the next year? I'm trying to right now take out the amount of money that I'm paying for my electric bill. So the building I'm in, it's ballast and lamps. And so if you don't know much about them, it causes a lot of heat and causes a lot of power to power them up. Yeah. So right now I'm working on trying to see switching to LEDs. Yeah, sure. So that's number one. Uh, number two, of course, to grow, I'm always trying to grow. Uh, there's plenty of room to grow in this building. I would just need to see if that's something that I can do in the future. Right. So yeah, first thing with the lights. Um, so those are the lights you flick the switch on and take like five minutes to start, right? That situation. They turn no, they turn on. But they're the big. It, it just over time causes a lot of heat. They're really big. Yeah, the bulbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to have those back in the day, and they looked like, you know, not gray. And yeah, use so much electricity. And dude, the day I got the whole gym outfitted with LEDs was like, and I changed the flooring the same day, so it was like a all, all new space. So it was, it's incredible. So yeah, I love that you said that. I think that's uh. I'm big with the aesthetic, right? The gym looks nice and like the lighting, lighting is so important, you know, lighting and paint and flooring, like, and these are like, you know, smaller details, but yeah, super important. Uh, so that's, uh, there is programs, I don't know if you've seen it, in my state at least, where like, I didn't have to pay for that. So it was like a, a deal, you may have it there too. Uh, you have to check with, uh, I think the electric company, but they'll come in and switch everything for you for no cost and you pay it back in the electric bill but your electric bill is the same as you're normally paying that's kind of a, kind of confusing to explain but it really doesn't cost you anything to change all these lights so it's uh something definitely you know to look into for sure that, that definitely, yeah i'm definitely gonna look into that yeah i'll tell you more about that you know after we get off the same but then you brought up growth man and like what does growth mean to you is it more clients is it 
maybe growing that open gym piece or getting more PT clients or, or getting a team of trainers with you. And uh, what do you mean growth for the next year? What exactly do you mean there? For sure, growth, I think, is people recognizing that I'm here, yeah. uh, being aware that I'm here, uh, and that I'm here to stay, you know? Uh, of course, like I put into my business that everyone needs to compete. As a business, there's other gyms here in Uvalde, and as a business, I want to compete with them. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, for sure, that's the competing side. The growth of so like let's say for example trainers right i know all trainers are different they all have their philosophies for me i like doing what i do but i don't do let's say crossfit for example or crossfit style workouts right. but there might be another trainer that does mm -hmm. so i'm willing to bring in and bring on an extra trainer because so and so might not like the way i train but they love the way this guy trains you know right and so for sure there's not a perfect uh, trainer out there but you could get a whole bunch of them and try and build a an elite team for sure yeah and that's uh key to our success right it's having that team in place um so we can scale the business to the highest levels possible but uh yeah it's definitely hard to find um where are you at right now with that process are you are you getting to the point where, where you're thinking of looking for other trainers or do you think that's a little bit more like a year down the road from now Yes, sir. So I have one person right now that's also training here. Nice. Um, so he's bringing in clientele as well. And uh, because I know the listeners are interested right now, I just have him. I don't really pay, make him pay rent right now. I pay, he pays me per session per client because he's growing as well. And I don't want to burden him. Oh, I got to get clients. I got to get clients. Right. So he pays what he can. Okay. And just, I've been in this before. I know what it's like to get clients. It's, it's tough sometimes. And so just looking back on what I've done, I try to not push the rent on somebody else. Sure. Yeah. No, that's, that's always a interesting decision, right? It's like, how do we go about setting up our coaching? It is interesting. And so that's why I only have one. Sorry to interrupt, but that's why I only have one to sure. kind of try out. I'm doing yeah. it very, basically sure. month by month and learning yeah. so much yeah, and there's ways to do it. like you said, like you can have people pay us a rent or we can make them an employee, W-2, or we can 1099 them. So there's so many ways to do it, pros and cons, I think, to all of it. But um, yeah, cool to hear you trying it out, like kind of seeing how, how it goes. And I'm sure as you grow, you'll definitely be adding, you know, adding trainers down the line here. You brought up, uh, Michael, uh, kind of the competitive landscape in, in Uvalde. I think competition is a great thing as far as like other businesses. And uh, I know you have a lot of unique qualities there that you offer. What is your competitive there in your town and surrounding area like right now? The biggest one is, I don't know, I don't know if you heard of them at Snap Fitness. Yeah, yep, yep. I was at one last gym, week so in Arizona. Yeah, I was at one last week in Arizona, yeah. <laughs> so I got one commercial gym here. Uh, there's two other CrossFit gyms, maybe three. Yeah. And then two other bodybuilding, uh, powerlifting style gyms here as well. Okay. So there's actually a few gyms here in New Valley. Yeah. Now, what is the, you know, the population of your town or ballpark? 13,000. Oh, so smaller. Okay. Small town. So you're, you're probably from, from just what I, from the gyms you, you rallied, you named off there, the only really private personal training facility in your town. Like the other ones are CrossFit's big group model. Normally snap fitness is like you scan the card, you go in and you use some machines. So you are, Private training, focused, personalized training, coaching, all that good stuff. It's 
kind of what makes yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. So yeah, that's really cool, man. So that's that's good. And I think again, like I said, competition I think is a good thing. Pushes us to be better, right? Like I remember, like you know, I had four or five coaches that worked for me who went off and opened CrossFit gyms relatively relatively close. So like, there's always that. I try to be as positive about that as I could and always basically long story short competition is a good thing. It makes us better, right? It makes us do a better job. So, so we talked about the next year of what you want to accomplish, you know, uh, fixing the light situation, which is an important thing, growing, maybe adding uh, another trainer. What is like your overall goal to, with the business, Michael, what do you want to accomplish? Like you want to be the best gym in Texas, best coach. What's like your, your big picture here with your business here. The biggest picture I can paint for you, yep. as I mentioned, MD Performance LLC is what my business name is under, yep. but of course my gym name is Mount Olympus. It'd be so cool to one day have gyms around, let's say, let's just say Texas, right? Around Texas with different themes, but all under the MD Performance umbrella. And it'd be really cool to maximize the beauty of each gym to where it's like, Cause I know this is a big thing where people go and visit gyms to visit all the MD performance locations. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. And something that usually, I don't even think there's such thing of, but I think that would be cool to one day do. Yeah. That'd be the end game. I love it. I know I travel to visit gyms. So I think there's a lot, a lot of people do that. And, and that's a awesome goal, man. And I I do have faith you're going to accomplish that. Talk to me about, so Mount Olympus is, like the gym, the gym name there, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Why did you choose that name? I always like to hear like, what's the story behind that? And uh, I know that's kind of a, yeah. So why did you choose that name? So when I first moved into, back into Uvalde from UTSA, yeah. I was training out of my back room. Of course, like Usain Bolt, favorite Olympian of all time. Uh, Muhammad Ali, amazing guy, right? Uh, the Michael Phelps, he retires that year. So I'm putting their posters up in the garage. I'm like, man, like these are some like amazing athletes. And so I noticed, although they're athletes, they're all Olympians and Olympians are athletes, you know? And so I'm starting to tie in, well, what if I bring in athletes slash clients and make them my athletes and Olympians live at Mount Olympus, you know, in the Greek mythology. So I'm trying to tie it all together and, you know what I mean? Got it. Totally got it. Yeah. I knew you were going to go there. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I love that there's meaning behind it, you know, and not just some random name like, you know, Joe's Gym or something like that. So, like, I think that's really cool, Michael. Um, all right. Last two questions, man. And these make you think a little bit here, I guess. So, this I like to ask a few people because I think it's uh, kind of what motivates us. And so, one, what excites you most about this career and doing what you do every day? What gets you out of bed and you're like rocking and roll ready to go? I like that there's something new every day. Okay. It's not the same story every day. Every day you got to come up with a different workout. Uh, some people have different moods in the day and okay. pretty much you just try and tackle what you got with what you have, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I really enjoy. I love that, man. That's so great. Yeah. There's some novelty, novelty to it. And um, yeah. As a gym owner and a coach, as you know, we're experiencing uh, people in all different parts of their life, you know, in all different emotional states. So, yeah, that's really cool, man. So, good on that. What motivates you? Last one. Is there anything or what does, what keeps you up at night 
that may, maybe you may be worried about within the business or want to improve? Or is there anything that, that does do that to you at this point in time? Uh, of course, like whenever, like when you're in college and you forget an assignment and you forget, uh, that's how I feel when I lock the doors at night. But uh, no, um, what was that second part of that question? Yeah. Uh, anything that like keeps you up at night that, that, you know, with regards to business or anything that's on your mind. Like for me, it was always like, you know, say a member canceled and I was like, man, I could have maybe done something better to keep them as a member or tried, tried some way to basically keep them or... For me, uh, for me, it was almost more relationship, relationship or communication wise, or maybe I communicated with somebody not in the best way, and I was like, I should have, shouldn't have said that, you know, something along those lines that you know uh, that keeps you up at night or that's on the on the front of your mind, like um, a challenge, a challenge facing the business, you know, or you. I think my goals keep me up at night, knowing that I can't do everything overnight, and I want to do all these different things. Uh, it just keeps me to thinking at night. And I'm just like, you know what? I just got to stick to the grind. Yep. Uh, take it day by day. And it's going to happen. We just got to make sure you put in that work. That's it, man. I love it. Working hard one day at a time. Don't get too far ahead of yourself, right? It's pretty much, pretty much the message, dude. Uh, Michael, I think that's an awesome place to wrap this thing up, man. Where can the listeners check you out on your social media, your website, all that great stuff? Where can we find you? Yes, sir. So my Instagram is michael.derek, D-E-R-E-K, dot Sandoval, S-A-N-D-O-V-A-L. My website is mdperformance.net. And I'm on Twitter as well, mdsandoval2. Beautiful, man. Awesome. I'll give you a follow here once we hang up. But, uh, dude, yeah, appreciate it so much. Uh, wish you the best luck, man. You're going you're gonna to kill it. Just keep doing your thing. And uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your story, man. Thank you for having me. Got it, Michael. And to all the listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show is Dave with David Richards Fitness in Malvern, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Excited to be here. Really excited to have you here. First of all, want to start off by thanking you. I think it's a really big deal that you took some time away from the busy day-to-day of being a gym owner to give back to the industry a little bit uh, today. So thank you for that. How, yeah, um, yeah, before we dive into, you know, everything to do with your business and the nitty gritty over there, tell me your story. What was it that led to you becoming a gym owner? Well, I was, uh, I was working in the field. I don't know if that's obvious, but uh, I was working uh, as a personal trainer and uh, a couple of different, positions at a couple of different levels and different capacities, different volume. But finally, um, I don't know if I should name other gyms, but a lifetime. I was at a lifetime uh, for, for a few years. And 
I don't know. Um, it was a combination of reaching kind of what I call like my ceiling there maybe. And then uh, the pandemic. <laughs> so I had a really good thing going on at that gym. It was, it was very, very good. Uh, but when the pandemic happened, um, I kind of saw like it might not get back to what it needs to be when I need it to be there. And I, so I kind of just hit the ground running. It's like, I, I want to, I need to open something quickly. And um, I know there can be a need for this. Uh, maybe the need for it will change, but um, I, I know there's going to be a need in the immediate for like privacy and things like that. So I was like, I, I got going and then started doing research and all that. And, and made it happen that's awesome okay cool so um now you have your own facility and for our listeners what i would love for you to do dave is just paint a picture for us tell us who you guys are what you do what services you provide give us uh, an idea of that yeah so uh my facility is in a uh about like a 20 year old commercial building that houses uh, a variety of businesses from a uh, physical therapy office to a uh, custom home builders office. And it's, I don't want to call it a strip mall because it's like newer than that. Um, but uh, my unit's about 2,500 square feet. So it's not uh, the largest. I don't even have a shower in there to with a bathroom. Um, and uh, it's, it's divided between a, a small boxing area um, a what I'll call a traditional strength training area that contains a rack and dumbbells and cable machine and other uh, things like that nature and then a turf that's about 40 feet by 15 feet that contains a lot of functional uh, a piece of equipment um, from like weighted balls to kettlebells and etc and we do a lot of personal training and uh, some partner training, which would be like two people. And then we have a couple of uh, groups as well. Wow. So you have a, a nice facility. You guys are doing personal training, a little bit of small semi-private kind of group training. Um, so can you walk us through how that membership piece works? Is somebody paying you know, per sessions? Do they buy a pack of classes with you? What does that look like? Uh, so, yeah, so it, it's, I try to simplify it. Uh, so generally someone will, will sign a contract uh, that says uh, there's basically a 30-day cancel and they put their card on file and then they would sign up for a particular package that um, is based off of how frequent they want to train. So it'd be one, two, or three times a week. And then they would have a package price associated with that. And then that, that amount would get charged on a monthly basis until they wanted to cancel their subscription or their, or their membership or whatever. Um, and then there's just different tiers. So if someone wants to train one time a week, it's a certain price, uh, twice and three times it's different pricing. And then same for the, the partner. And then small groups is priced for how many people? It's obviously it has to be three, and we don't do any more than six. So it'll be three to six. Nice. And then, that's, and then that's priced based on how many people. Okay, cool. So um, what would you say? Is the bread and butter the one-on-one -on -one training, or is it more so that group training? Yeah, like probably 85% of the business right now is like one-on-one, -on -one, even with like the other trainers. Um, 
it's very popular. I think um, people do enjoy the privacy uh, of the of the space. Uh, also, it, it's not like a garage feel. It's it's, it's a bag of space, so it's pretty nice in there. Um, so it definitely has a higher end feel to it. And um, with the area that I'm in, it's uh, I guess considered also a nicer area. Uh, and um, yeah, so people look at it. Uh, they, they, I don't know. They they feel like it's. I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say here, but basically, that's definitely more popular than any classes or anything. And not uh, people like the one-on-one. -on -one, so yeah, for sure. I think there's definitely like a niche for the one-on-one -on -one training. And do you think that you have kind of like a specific kind of client avatar that you're typically seeing? Are you seeing people that are looking to lose weight, gain muscle, stuff like that? Or, you know, are you working more with another demographic of people? It's, it's, I think right now, because of the pandemic, it's a lot of people who are, I mean, their conditions are different, but it's a lot of people that are saying that they haven't been active, you know, from the pandemic and, you know, whatever particular situation that may be different, but a lot of people are, are trying to get back into some type of routine uh, and maybe never went back to their gym and they have maybe apprehensions based on whatever, you know, it may be, but that's definitely a large part of what I get. Awesome. Love it. So right now, how many trainers do you have? Uh, is it just you or do you have more trainers? Uh, yeah, it's me. And then there's two other trainers. And then there is a, there's a separate person who rents some space as well. Okay, so cool. Kind of like a two tier type situation. Okay, got it. So with the, the other trainers that are working for you, they like, they work for you. They're not like renting a, a shop or whatever. No. Yeah. Well, I would, it's like more like a subcontractor type situation. So okay. they do get paid through the studio and the clients are clients of the studio. Um, but yeah, it's not like a it's not like a W two situation right now, just because of the size of the business. Yeah, uh, for sure. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay, so how many clients are you guys currently servicing right now within your facility? Uh, probably between the three of us, uh, maybe about thirty five to forty. Awesome. So thirty five to forty clients. Um, is that a place where you feel comfortable, Dave, or is that a place where you're looking to hit the gas and welcome more faces into the facility? Yeah, definitely see a lot of potential with the, the current model. Um, definitely not maxed out. There's just a, a you know, it's, it's just challenging. You just want to make sure as you scale that because of what I mentioned before, like my, when I consider the gym to be like more of a higher end style facility. You want to make sure that the experience continues to match that. So, and part of people's experience is the privacy of it. So for example, if I have already three sessions going on a particular hour, even though there could be a little more space to do a class, part of the pricing and everything is that privacy aspect so i just have to be careful on how i scale it right now and uh, make sure i'm still staying true to, to what people are enjoying about it um yeah. 
and not overload it. But right now I like the business model. I see the potential. I could probably get another trainer. Uh, and there's also, you know, Sundays is a day where I don't have anything going on in there right now. Uh, so that's four days out of the month where I'm, I'm missing an opportunity to create revenue. So that's uh, an opportunity where either I got to have a separate business model for that day. I've thought about small classes, doing a yoga, an add-on of some sort. It's just, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that brings up the topic of like optimizing like our schedule and optimizing like every every piece of the day. Like you want to make sure that you are getting the most out of the entire schedule. Um, so my question to you would be, um, you know, what is the goal? Like how many clients ideally would you like to be able to have? Like what would be a well, spot where you would feel pretty good? I, I think there's like a, the model is, I mean, as, as I see it, it gets to a point where you do want to have a cap, but then you go through like, you know, a, a rate change of some sort and then you have tiers of rates. Uh, and then possibly some of the clients drop off and, and then, and then uh, you know, new people coming at this, this new rate and, and then you're kind of playing around with that. But I do think it gets to a point with any gym, even if you're running like a, a model where someone just comes in and, and works out on their own net, you do cap it and then you check out what the rates are. And that's maybe for any business. I don't know. I'm only in the gym business. But um, so I don't know. I think right now we have room for a little bit more, but it will get to the point where then, all right, we, what we're doing is working. Uh, let's look at how much we're charging here. And 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 maybe we're, our value is higher than we realize. And then we charge that. And then we get an idea. And then keep pushing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think there's, there's the idea of growing to the point where we have the amount of members that we want. But then taking those members and scaling with what we already have. So, you know, how can we get these members into higher ticketed ticket packages? How can we increase their value and make the most with what we have? Um, and, and that's kind of a separate conversation. Um, I kind of want to keep talking about, you know, bringing the new faces into the gym just because I think right. it's a talking point. So what are you guys yeah. actively doing right now to find new clients? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I should be doing more, but uh, for whatever reason, I do get the, uh, that I do trend well on Google for a personal trainer in the Melbourne area where I'm at. Um, I did I did do some signage in January on my, uh, for lack of a better term, my awning out front, and I did do a, a now accepting new clients. I, I think the verbiage was... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, accepting new clients now. I, I, I tried to make it as exclusive sounding as possible and then only left it up there for maybe two weeks. And um, I had a couple people come in and say the signage uh, prompted them to, to finally come in and check out what it was about. So as far as uh, active, I probably, you know, probably need to do better on Instagram and social media. Uh, but right now, you know, the business is doing well. <laughs> And like I said, I just am apprehensive to do too much marketing because here's the other factor. It is the business model is a smaller scale model. Like it's not meant to, meant to house a hundred members or something. It's, it's, it's meant to house less members at a higher rate. 
So uh, I just have to be apprehensive of how much I, I put out there because really the, the truth is if five people wanted to sign up for training right now, I have to, I have to be, I don't think about how I would structure that within this current schedule. <laughs> yeah, totally. no, I totally get, I totally get what you're saying. I think, you know, it might not be super wise for you to continue to think about the idea of welcoming in new faces until you get that kind of time and space figured out. Because like, if you can't handle more one-on-one clients within your facility right now, um, you know, no, we definitely if- can, we definitely right. can. And but you're other- going to have to make some rearranging. Right. And, uh, and again, I just want to make sure everybody that comes in has a good experience that yeah. the trainers that are getting these new clients, if it's not me, are, are providing the same experience and that they're not getting burnout in any type of way. Um, and that, uh, and then the other, the other avenue of, of bringing new faces in too is referrals right now. I'm getting, I'm 14 months open. So it is at the point where people have been in, the gym since I opened or maybe six months are starting to go, Hey, you know, I'm really speaking highly to my wife about this. And because, you know, of, of the, um, the privacy of it and everything, people are much willing to bring a friend in there really quickly than a giant gym, I think. Um, but you know, people are, are recommending their wife or their spouse or their partner come in and we're getting a lot of referrals right now too. Awesome. Yeah. We love referrals in this business and we love word of mouth. Like it's the best way to grow because it's free for us. Right. We don't have to go out into our community and spend money to to get good referrals and to get good word of mouth. All we have to do is just make sure that we take care of our clients and set the best level of service that we possibly can so that they feel like they want to recommend it to friends, their friends and the people that they know on the street. So, um, yeah. So while we love it, I also think that it's not the best way to scale our business. Like if you're looking to welcome in 20 new members this year, we can't count on word of mouth because, you know, we might get two new clients. We might get 10 new clients. We don't know how, like we can't control the speed at which that happens. But what we can control is doing digital advertising, doing marketing within our community. Have you guys done any digital advertising? Is it something that you would be interested in using as you continue to grow? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can certainly appreciate um, the value there. Just, uh, you know, we, we, I do play around with social media involvement. I, I know that's an, an area of opportunity for me. Um, you know, at this, at this point, as I go into the second year of business, I probably have to uh, entertain the idea of, of maybe like an assistant of some sort, like aiding in that stuff, because, um, you know, it does get very difficult to manage. There is a lot of different avenues, you know, if you start talking about Instagram and putting something on Facebook and, you know, uh, if you're going to do it the right way, there is some, some involvement to it. So, yeah, I think down the road, I would like to, especially if I'm going to be thinking about more than one gym, I hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think the idea of, you know, Facebook and Instagram advertising, it's so intimidating because most of the time we are experts at fitness, but we're not necessarily experts at how to operate marketing and, and all of that on those those avenues. So having somebody That's on your the side. Truth, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and I think as a business owner, the most important thing for us to be able to do is just recognize that we can't be good at everything. 
but there are people that can't help us with those those things and I think it's so like we always want to be the number one person at at everything within our business because it's our baby and we don't trust anybody else but accepting help is so important um okay cool so next topic that I kind of want to discuss with you Dave is you know challenges what would you say is your biggest, you know, bottleneck within the business right now? If you don't clear this out of the way, it might hold you back from that idea of growing or scaling in the future. Oh man, uh, real. This is so the spot with that one. <laughs> uh, so my biggest challenge in that would be uh, an obstacle in growing. Was that the question? Yeah, yeah. What would you say is a challenge that you guys are facing right now that like, if you don't fix up this challenge, you might not be able to grow in the future? Um, well, I think it probably is connected to your, to your last question, which is uh, just not getting too comfortable. Um, I think I need to uh, get better at my overall brand. Um, in terms of having a more solidified website, uh, a more uh, solidified presence in all these places that I, even though I might personally not want to spend time there, that I know people are on Facebook and Instagram and all those other places. Uh, so I know if I'm going to continue to compete with the times, like you're saying, like, yeah, referrals are great and all, but they're not always realistic. Like I have to, whether it's rely on somebody or educate myself, definitely um, get established in those areas because yeah, everything is good right now, but, you know, being complacent is not anybody's business strategy. It shouldn't be. You're trying to always grow. So I think that's it. I need to, uh, I do kind of find myself saying the same thing to like, uh, friends or like, Hey, did you do this on Facebook? Oh yeah, I got to do that. And, uh, it's, it's, I need, I need to do it. Yeah. So maybe this, maybe this is the moment I have to go on a podcast and be put on in front of all these people and be like, all right, it's going to happen now. Hey, epiphanies are always welcome, whether it's on a podcast or just in everyday life. Um, so I'm glad I could help you with that. Um, cool. So I think the idea of, you know, the marketing thing, it's scary. Why is that something that like you haven't felt like you needed yet? Like, did you have a good clientele built up before you opened the space? That's well, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, there's another factor too. Uh, a great location. I have, so I have signage. I have huge signage out on a road that's basically two lanes going each way, but it's, it's a tight, it's not a highway. It's like a, a road that just leads. There's a lot of traffic, a lot of good traffic. I mean, the, the, Track the speed limit on that road is still like 35 or 40. So uh, I get I do get a good amount of people that come by and just like, yeah, I just drove by driven by so many times. You can you can see into my gym from the road. Uh so it's all uh windows in the front. And I think that's part of it. Um so for all those reasons, I'm like when someone comes in, like, oh, I just drove by, I'm like, yeah, I don't need to go online and do anything, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. And I think like starting off, a lot of people have it that way, right? Your first few years, like you, your business is, is in a good place because of the people that you had beforehand or your location is in a pretty good place. But I do think it is important that you put yourself out there on other avenues because absolutely. as a business owner, the number one thing, like, 
yeah, we're in this because we want to help people. That's why we get started. We want to help people get healthy and whatever. But right. come on, Dave, we, we, will, we would both be lying right now if we said we weren't in this to make money. So oh, absolutely. no, I mean, that's, I mean, that's how I started uh, this conversation with you is that I recognize that, you know, although my past job was great and, and if you're a trainer and you work at those places, it's fantastic. You can do very well, but I just saw more opportunity for myself and, <clears throat> and believe in my strategies and everything. And, um, and you know, there's a lot of other revenue streams that I haven't even tapped into yet, you know, until I brand it better, but I haven't done anything. I don't sell any supplements in the gym yet or, or anything like that. Um, so there's just so much more opportunity going this way. And, you know, I gotta, I, it, it, but sometimes you can't even see what possibilities are until you even get to, like, you can't see step three until you go to step one or step two. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, it's crazy. Like being a business owner, you're always learning something new every day and you're always realizing that like, there's a better way to do what you're already doing. Um, Like every, every day you learn something new. Cool. So final question I have for you is what is a word of advice that somebody has given you along the way that's really resonated with you, Dave, as a business owner? uh probably a couple things but um having policies (laughs) having policies not rules but policies and and things that that are just they're that are in place that are non non non-negotiables and and having uh and having the confidence to uphold those things because it's your business I love it. I think it's so important. Like we need to set boundaries. And I think in the fitness industry, that's something that's a lot of times lacking, whether it be like with your clients or with your staff, there has to be policies and boundaries there. Um, when there's not, that's when these businesses tend to fail. Right. Absolutely. And it's it's challenging. It's challenging with the gym, but especially in a gym that caters to personal training, and there's relationships and all those things, um, you got to really just make sure that people understand there's still policies in place and whether it be for attendance and, you know, maybe it's the policy is that, hey, if you, if you canceled 24 hours for your session, you, you lose it. Um, it. You can't have like gray areas with those types of things because it just becomes challenging. Yeah, I, I love that you brought that up. That is the first time that anybody has ever mention that for me on the show and I think it's so it's such a little valuable tip right that people oftentimes don't really realize the importance of it absolutely thank you thank you yeah (laughs) cool where can we find you guys on social media I know that you're not social media (laughs) I have an Instagram or a Facebook page yeah so the Instagram is at David Richards training Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Hopefully we'll get some people to go check out your page. Um, And thank you for being here again today. I I really enjoyed our conversation and hopefully we're able to provide value to our listener and for our listeners. Thank you guys as well. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gym Lords podcast. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, Fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time.
Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one, the only, Keem Barms out of Canada. What's going on, Keem? How are you, man? Go on, JJ. Thanks for having me on today, man. I appreciate you being here, man. Happy Tuesday. Um, and yeah, let's go. Now, before we dive into the nitty gritty of uh, what you have going on at your facility and how you run it, uh, first tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and how you got started in the first place. Um, so my name's Keem. I own a small gym called One Up Fitness in a very small village called Lion's Head in Ontario, Canada. Um, my whole goal is uh, to make fitness affordable for everyone. Um, I'm in a very, very, very tiny town. It's only got like a population of like 500 people uh, year round. Um, and then during the summertime, uh, we're in a tourist town. So during the summertime, our population increases dramatically. But for the most part of the time, it's a very small, like very uh, family community, if you will. Um, so my whole goal pretty much is I just want to make, uh, well, it started out something different, but as of right now, my current goal for like 2022 is I want to make fitness affordable for everybody. I want to expand like every other gym owner. I want to do something bigger. Um, and if I can do that while keeping the lights on, uh, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is the goal for everybody right there. Right. I love that. I love that. That's awesome, man. And so I know you being on the smaller end of, of gyms and in terms of population and whatnot, um, but as far as services go, what, do you guys offer anything different than a regular gym or what, what do you guys offer currently? Uh, for the most part, it's, it's pretty much like, I like to say that uh, we're not fancy, but we're functional. Okay. So anything that you can get inside of a big gym, we have that, um, or I should say I have that, but I don't have the floor spaces, much larger gyms. Like for example, my floor space is only uh, 25 by 35. Okay, so it's not a very huge area or anything like that, like pretty much like the size of like a single car garage. Um, so what I have done is instead of trying to get like a curling machine and a tricep machine and a dip machine and a leg press machine and an extension machine, and a leg curl machine, instead of all these individual machines, what I've gone for is a lot of commercial grade uh, functional machines that allow you to do multiple things at one time. Like I do have a power rack. I do have a couple of treadmills, a couple of ellipticals, uh, recumbent bikes, so on and so forth. But two of my biggest things are like, I have a commercial grade four stack, which 
on the one machine has four stacks of weight and it allows you to do one stack has like leg press and seated row the other stack has like preacher curl and wide lap pull down reverse lap pull down the other uh stack has uh leg extension and pec deck and the other stack is more like bench press shoulder press so you can do it's like in a 10 by 10 area you can move around that multiple people in the same area and still be able to do whatever they need to with the workout right whatever exercise yeah. that they and wow. then uh my latest machine is a uh smith machine i got rid of my old smith machine because it was just a standard smith uh and the new one that i have is has the uh one it has the pegs on the side of it so that way i have more space to store some of my plates as well as it has the uh cable attachments on the side of it which allow me uh to have more stations where people can do cable curls or this one is actually on both sides because now i have for uh uh cable crossovers and things like that right or somebody's taken before i only had one spot for somebody to do a tricep push down now i technically have three spots for somebody to do tricep push down or a cable curl or something like that meanwhile they can also still use the smith machine for a standard press hip thrust so on and so forth gotcha but we're functional yeah i mean totally <laughs> i think that's awesome i think what would i think what you were forced to do is being that you're on the smaller end you're forced to to get functional and, and get to a point where you can move around and, and actually provide a good service. And it makes you do the unique things that a lot of other gyms wouldn't have. So I love that. And um, so let me ask you this team, how many members are you guys at now? Uh, at this current moment, uh, we just reopened our gyms in February. And so I'm sitting at, hmm, I'd say probably right around like 20 members or so, 20, 30 members. Um, and that's for gym members. That's not like the people for the classes or the boot camps or the uh, group strength training or anything like that, or anybody that I personally train or anything. But for actual members coming in and now from six to 10, is a, I'm sitting right around anywhere between 10 to 30 members. Okay. And if I, and if I walked into to your facility and I was like, hey, I want to get started, uh, how much would I have to pay to get started? uh for a standard gym membership is 50 bucks a month and i do no contract no cancellation fee so i am a sole proprietor i'm the only person here i don't have any other employees or anything like that like it's literally just me so i'm the janitor i'm the bookkeeper i'm the trainer i'm the maintenance guy like i'm everything right so what i do is i don't want i used to sign be signed up to a gym back when i was in like high school and they always made you sign like these one six months to one year contracts right and then there were some times where like i would be dedicated for a while and then like i would stop but i couldn't stop the payments right and if you did stop the payment oh well now you've got this 300 cancellation fee da, da, da. like i didn't want to deal with any of that especially because i'm in a small town and everyone out here really looks out for each other. Like when I go to the hardware store, they know who I am. When I walk into the grocery store, they're like, hey, Kim, how's it going? I'm like, oh, it's going good, Sandra. How's everybody? Like, it's a very small town. So I want to do right by everybody. So what I did is I offer uh, one month memberships. And sometimes it's bit me in the ass, um, but I offer one month memberships that are prepaid. Okay. And so everybody's due in my gym at the very beginning of the month. Okay, so from the first to seventh, everybody's due. Now, if you come in on the 14th, you only have to pay $12.50 for every week that's remaining of that month. Okay, so it might be 25 bucks for the rest of that month. And then starting the first, everybody's due again for a fresh 50 bucks, right? That stops me instead of, like I said, it's just me. So instead of Joe Schmo's due on the seventh, has pounds to pay for the 15th, and then James Schmain's due on the ninth, has pounds to pay for the 12th. 
everybody's due at the very beginning of the month. And so that way it gives me one week to really focus on, do you want to continue your membership? Do you not want to continue your membership? And then I have a um, code on the door, in which case people just input their code. It logs the system, letting me know who's coming in and out at what times, da, da, da. And it's uh, got an auto setup on it. So that way after hours, codes don't work other than mine. So it kind of is a maintenance free kind of thing. So that way I don't have to, I didn't want to set up one of those things where it's like, all right, we're going to do credit card payments. Like I've got the, the software for my bill managing software where it's like, oh, do auto pay. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. I don't want somebody being like, oh, well, you know, I want to cancel this month. And then I forget and it charges them anyways. And then God forbid they had like, you know, didn't have enough. And now I've got, now they look at me, well, you caused me to have an NSF fee that are like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't have to chase after anybody like it's 50 bucks a month. You pay for the month that you're going to come. And then if you don't return my phone call or you decide that you don't want to, I just delete your code from the door. Like no, no hassle, no issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think one question that I'm thinking of now is, is so being that you're in a smaller town, um, how do you go about finding newer clients? Um, most of it here is word of mouth. I'd say probably like a good like 80 to 90% of it out here is word of mouth. Not only is it a tourist town, but there's also a lot of seniors in this area. So there's not a lot of social media going on out here. Um, there's like a little bit of Facebook, you know, swap and sales where you can put your ads up on there. Um, but for the most part, it's word of mouth. I've done the Facebook ads for months and months, which are probably, you know, best bang for your buck, Facebook ads. Um, and never got a single person from it. I've done the like super swap, which is like the line said super swap, people trade stuff and everything on there. I put my ads up on there in the last, I'd say like five years, I've gotten probably like three or four people from it, but I'd say probably 90. And I even did, a, I paid like 900 bucks for, uh, this company to advertise on the uh, big billboards. There's like a slew of billboards around here and there are certain buildings that they set up for. They're going to make this huge ad and everything like that. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, 900 bucks, you know, it'll spread me out a little bit. And I did that for like three years and didn't get a single person from it. Like not a single person from it. And I took my own billboard and I went to the grocery store and they have this fence post outside where you see like a real estate agents and everything. So I'm talking with Kyle who, uh, who owns the grocery store. And I'm like, Hey, how much is on there? He's like, Oh, it's 50 bucks a year. And I'm like, well, how big of a board can I put up there? He's like, as big as you can fit on the fence. So I went and got me a nice big eight by 12 piece of plywood painted it, got a flag or a poster made for it with my logo and my number, my contact information and put it up there. And I've gotten more for that 50 bucks for that sign at the grocery store in a year than I did five years being up and down on the highway and all these businesses for like 900 bucks. Like it was, it's most of it here is literally just word of mouth. Like you're not going to get I'm starting now to put uh, flyers out. So I'm driving around door to door, walking around the town and handing out flyers to every single house, putting them in mailboxes, trying to jump some more uh, uh, business because I've got pretty much a good hand on Lionshead, but the towns here, like I said, is very rural. So a lot of the towns are kind of spread out. So it's like, you'll be in Lionshead and then you go up the highway and then you're in like Miller Lake. There's a bunch of house in Miller Lake, but it's all rural out here. So like your neighbor is technically like three acres that way, right? So it's not like you just, oh, house, 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 it's no walk up the driveway, hand it off, get back in the car, drive up. So it takes like 
If you hit like 50 houses, it'll take like three hours. Wow. Holy cow. So you're hustling for that. I'll tell you that. I'm I mean, trying. I'm trying. <laughs> definitely, definitely unique and definitely an unorthodox situation. Again, like, I, I feel like it's awesome, though, that you're going above and beyond to do that, though, because I feel like even folks who, where they can go door to door, literally walk across the street and do 20 houses in 10 minutes. Exactly. They don't, you know, they don't. So that's major. That's major. And I think for a lot of listeners, they have to understand, like, you know, granted the situation, yeah, like, oh, I don't want to do old school methods or whatever it is, but you have no other choice. Yeah, there's literally no, like, I've got in, I've done it. Lion's head, like, you can contact the post office. And so one thing I didn't know is um, I'm in Canada, like I said, and in the U.S., it's illegal to put stuff in people's mailboxes while they're going through the postal service, right? That's actually perfectly legal out here in Canada. I didn't know that. Like, it's perfectly, like, I did so, like, I've been out here for, like, five years, and I'm thinking, okay, I got to figure out, and they're like, why don't you just drop it off their mailbox? I'm like, because it's a $5,000 fine. They're like, you're in Canada, bud. And so I'm like, I can drop it off in a mailbox. And they're like, yep. I'm like, like, I can literally walk up to somebody's mailbox and just put my flyer in their clothes. They're like, yes, wow. perfectly legal. I contacted the uh, local municipality. I contacted the police. They're like, yep, it's perfectly legal out here. They're like, there's only two places where it's legal. And it's like U.S. and Europe. Everywhere else in the world is legal. I'm like, oh. So I printed off a thousand flyers. I contacted the post office. Post office says uh, in Lion's Head alone, there is a thousand mailboxes. Um, but I can also... They gave me the printout for the popular or the number of mailboxes and houses for Lion's Head, Middle Lake, Stokes Bay, Tobamori, Mar, uh, Hope Bay, like Barry, all the areas that are around here. And that way I know how many flyers I need to hit every single house. And then come to find out I can actually pay the post office to when they do their rounds, they'll actually put my flyers in there and they'll actually deliver my flyers for me. So the first couple of rounds I'm doing myself. And then when I get some nice really um what's the word i'm looking for the ones i have right now are just kind of like paper flyers you know they have a good background but when i get like the postcard flyers double back high gloss 20 bold print whatever um then i'm going to contact the post office and be like okay i want these delivered to this area this area and it's like i think it's 2500 if you hit all the areas around here and it's only like 400 bucks so oh, i gotta get the awesome. flyers made up yeah, and, and let me ask you this, team. Um, you know, I feel like this is always a good question, especially for you. So what would be your maximum capacity? Like, how much could you handle? And 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 once you hit this number, it's like, I can't do any more. Um, I haven't hit that yet. Like, the maximum capacity for my gym is, like, something ridiculous, like 30 people. But for the size of my building, that's, like, occupied floor space. Like for the size of my building, I think when I very, very first opened up, um, I had about seven people in there at one time. And then an eighth person went to come in. They're like, oh, it's pretty busy right now. I'm going to come back later. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I've never seen it this packed before. Right. So, but that's only happened, I'd say twice in the five years that I've been open. Right. That's only happened twice. For the most part, a lot of my uh, local members like it because we are in a small town. Everybody has different schedules. And so they have the ability to, when they come in, there's usually like, there's a lot of people here who are very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like gym uh, conscious, right? They're 
kind of, you know, worry, you know, like, I don't want anybody to watch me while I'm working out, right? And because of how small the area is out here, they can have that. They can have this commercial style gym and have all the equipment that they need. And I give them access to the radio and everything so they can play whatever music they want. Because my closest mm. thing is all filled away, right? So they can jam out to whatever they want to. And it's pretty much there. Like for the most part, most of the time, there's just like one other person in the gym. All right. Like there might be two people working out at the exact same time, but that's pretty much so they like the fact of coming in and just I come in, do my workout and then just go home. Right. So. Wow. Yeah, no, totally. And so uh, let me take a step back from clients and let's let's start with this. So uh, what if I was a lead? Right. I was interested in joining. Um, walk me through that sales process. Right. The client journey. Right. To becoming a client. Um, if I come in and I'm like, Hey, I want to join, what would I have to do? What would that process look like to get to becoming a client essentially? So I, um, like I said, I'm trying to make it accessible for everybody. I don't want to be, I've been in those gyms where it's all like, you don't know if you're talking to a trainer or a car salesman, right? Like there are some people like, oh, you look fantastic today. Oh, how can I help you out today? Oh, yes, well, we got this, this, this. Well, if you sign up today, you can have this, this, this. Like, I don't want to do that, right? So I'm the kind of person where you tell me what you need and what you want, and I'm going to tell you, you know, what I can offer to help you reach those goals, okay? Now, I'm new when it comes to training. I've only been in uh, personal training. I've only been on the gym for five years and I've only been training for like seven, eight years. Okay. So like, I don't have 20, 30 years of experience. I've never trained an athlete or anything like that. In high school, I was not the dude who tried out for the basketball team or football team or anything like that. Like that was not me. Right. Um, so I don't want to be that guy who's trying to make the sale, make the sale, make the sale. So for the most part, when they come in, I'm greet them. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? My name's Keem. You know, how'd you hear about me is one of the big things I try to figure out. So that way I can see, you know, what's actually working. And then, um, ask them like, you know, I'll give you a walkthrough real quick. And then if you have any questions, just, you know, speak up. And so I give them a general walkthrough. Like I said, it's not very big, uh, gym. So it's like, it takes like 15, 20 minutes. And then I sit down with them in my office. I'm like, okay, like, what do you, need help with like what do you need from me like what is your goal what are you trying to do what do you want to accomplish right and then i give them a option of ways for it to work because when i very first started i want to be a drill sergeant trainer i want to do i want to train athletes i wanted to make everybody like get down and give me third and you know what <laughs> my first two clients I did that for, and they had amazing results, like amazing results, right? And then when I got my third client, it was almost physically impossible for what I was asking for, right? And then I got my next one, and I had to make a couple of, which, you know, you have to make changes. You can't just cookie cutter everybody, right? But I was trying to push everything that I want 110%, I want 100 and I couldn't do that up here, Right. So I switched to more of a, what it is that you want to do. What is, give me a goal, something realistic. Not like, I want to be stronger. Okay, cool. I want to lose weight. Well, I can cut your arm off and you lost weight. Is that what you want? No, like give me something that's measurable, something specific, right? And then for the most part up here, people just want to be healthier. They want to go 
kayaking with their kids and not be completely winded, right? They want to go hiking on the trails with their family and not be like, hold on, I got to stop for a minute. Like there's sometimes a, a, a large majority of my clientele are between the ages of, I'd say like 30 to 60, right? And they're realizing that they're slowing down and there are the ones who uh, don't want to admit that they have to slow down a little bit. So they push too hard and they end up hurting themselves. And then there's ones like, all right, you know, I'm slowing down. It's like, okay, but you can push a little harder. Like you can push a little bit yeah. harder, right? So it's, it is, you do have to put in the work. You have to put in the work, right? So for the most part, it's just like, I had to change away from that and actually get to the point to where I could tell people like, okay, you know, what is it you want to do? What is it you want to do? What is it you need to do? What is it you need from me? And then that's when I go, okay, well, if you're looking to lose an extra, a uh, couple extra pounds, the cheapest option right now is group strength training or boot camps. The boot camps are more cardio involved, high heart rate, like sweating, running, a lot of body weight exercises. So these are stuff that you can actually do at home. I was like, if you look for more strength and you have group strength training classes, which is a beginner's entry level to weight resistance. So if you look at a four stack, you look at a power rack, you look at any of these machines, you have no idea what they do and they're intimidating. It takes the fear out of all of them. So my goal is with the group strength training classes at the end of like, I run the same uh, workouts for like six weeks and then I switch it up, right? And that way they have time to learn the new exercise make their mistakes, have me correct them, and then get into, okay, this is how I should be breathing, this is how it should feel, da, da, da. and then I swap out a couple exercises. So by the time like four or five months has gone by, you should be able to walk into any gym anywhere and go, I know how to use that machine, I know what that machine does, I know what that machine does, I know what that's for. So you can look at it and go, okay, oh, that's like the pec deck, or okay, that's the leg press, oh, that's a different looking leg press. Like you can look around and see, you know, uh, uh, recognize uh, things that you've done before, right? And both of those are pretty much the same price. And then that's when I, after that, I'm like, now if you're looking for more specific stuff, then that's when it starts to get into personal training. But personal training is more, more expensive. Um, but that is literally me holding your hand, designing the workout for, we do a fitness assessment, we do measurements, we check your heart rate, like me monitoring and holding your hand the entire workout for one hour, you belong to me, right? Yeah. And started up this thing called a, a 30 day jump start which was 30 days for 300 bucks. And it was you meeting with me three days a week for 30 days to kind of like, I tell people like it takes 30 days to develop a habit, right? So if I can get you into this gym for 30 days on a schedule and then get the motor run. And then at the end of that 30 days, you should be able to fly on your own, right? You should be able to keep going, right? And if you need another 30 days, then contact me. If you don't, you can meet up with me twice a week. You can meet with me once a week. I have to meet we once a month, you know, just to kind of keep them going. I people that meet with me just on Mondays, kind of start their week off and then continue off after that. So like I said, I really am more focused on just what do they need, right? Yeah, versus just being a sales guy. I got, because you're not, you're not a sales guy, right? You're not the no, most- No, I'm really not. I'm really not. <laughs> so awesome. And Kima, I like to ask this question because I like to kind of turn the table and, and have you self-reflect on yourself, right? Okay. Um, and in, in business, there's typically five pillars of business that we do use, but in fitness, in the fitness industry, whether you're a trainer or you're in the gym, there's usually three that we use more often than any. And that's lead generation, generating interest, right? Your marketing. Uh, then you have your lead acquisition, which is your sales, acquiring the client. And then you also have your retention and ascension. So keeping them longer and getting right. them to spend more money with you on upsales. 
Uh, of those three, which do you feel like you could improve on the most? Uh, I would say what I'm trying to do right now is improve on my marketing, like bringing new clientele in, right? Um, like I said, I'm in a very small town. Um, so it's a little bit harder of bringing new clients in, especially when my town is very uh, tourist based, right? And the tourist season is only three months during the summertime. And then after that, like I have people who have been with me for five years, right? And it's the same people that I've been training for all this time. And I have a couple of new clients from here and there, like maybe I'll get one or two new members every couple of months, right? Um, and that's pretty much it. But it's just it's where I'm at, right? Like I don't have a huge market to be pulling from all over, right? So it, it's that's probably if I were to say anything would be the definitely bringing in new clientele is the one that I'm focusing on right now. Like I have, um, I'm okay with my members that I have right now and making the sales with them. And then I try to keep my prices low enough and fair enough to where it keeps people coming back, right? I don't want to be like the closest gym to me, which they're shut down now, but they were 85 bucks a month, I think it was, with a one-year contract, right? And so, and they're 30 minutes away. So I didn't want, also, they're a lot bigger than me too, right? So I shouldn't be charging those prices. So when I first opened up, I was only charging like 40 bucks a month. And there were some people like, how are you affording this? I'm like, I, I'd rather have, 20 people for $40 a month than have five people for 50, right? Because those 20 people are going to tell their friends, right? And they're going to tell their friends. Like I'd rather have more people for a cheaper price than to have, this is an elite club. There's six of us and we pay a thousand dollars. Like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'd rather have more people to, I'd rather make it affordable for as many people as possible. Gotcha. And um, so with that being said, are you just intending to do the flyer method to increase that marketing or are you so going to right try the now, social media? Trying the flyer method. Excuse me. Like I said, right now I'm trying the flyer method. I've tried the Facebook message uh, method. Um, I've done a bunch of, uh, there's uh, lots of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not raffles. There's lots of like things for the community that are out here. Lots of fundraisers that are out here. So I uh, try to find any fundraiser that I can. And I usually give out gift receipts for, you know, free months of membership or free training or free fitness assessment. So I try to use it that way. So far in the last like five years, I think out of the 10 I've given out, maybe two people have actually uh, come and collected on them. Um, but yeah, it's more, uh, if I could, I would definitely focus on bringing more people in. But right now I'm just focusing on the flyers right now because that's new right now. And then is if I get more people with the flyers, that's, you know, just step-by-step, step, right? So if I can get some more people with the flyers, then I'll get more people with the flyers. If I don't, then I try something new. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I think um, you have options, you know, and I yeah. think, well, I think you being have a personal feel to it too, right? As opposed to just, you know, if I hand you the flyer and it's my name on there, it's different than just like one of my buddies, he's a lawyer. And he's actually the one who gave me the idea. And he's like, take a sticky note and on sticky note and take, grab a bunch of pins. And then if they're at home, hand them the flyer. If they're not, say, sorry, I missed you. And you put your name on the bottom of it. It makes it more personal, right? So 
the little things like that kind of like it's me it's not just some random person handing stuff out for some random business like no it's me when you come in you're seeing me my name's on the bottom when you pay for your membership you're keeping my mortgage up right like those are it's it's i don't have some big corporation I have to pay to i didn't have to take a loan out for this business or anything like that like all this stuff does it just pays for me to stay here and keep it open wow man that's major that's major you know i think that's a beautiful thing too man because it's selfless you know and you're genuine i can tell just by the way you talk man it, it, it's you're not driven by profit you're driven by helping people changing lives you know what i mean um and that's not the most common thing you'll see in the gym industry anymore um, which is the honest truth so i think that's great keem i think that's great that that's where your intention is and that's where you're going i think that's great was, to going. Um, i had like at first i was like oh i can make so much money with this i can make so much money with this but then I wasn't looking at other things, right? Like I was always focused on, you know, I want people to be stronger. I want bigger muscles. I want the girls to be fit and da da da. But then I was missing out on, oh, Keem, um, I didn't tell you, but I got an injury years ago and my neck's always had this issue here. And she's like, ever since I've been doing shoulder presses, it's gone away or my arthritis has gone away. And I had one guy, Doug is in his seventies and Doug was, um, told that they were going to have to hit some kind of degenerative disease where like you see the veins in his legs and they were talking about amputating his leg. And so he came to the gym and Doug, who was seven years old, Monday through Saturday, 6am hops on that treadmill for 20 minutes, goes over to the pec deck for a couple sets, hops back onto the treadmill for 20 minutes, goes over to the wide lap pull down, hops back onto the treadmill for 20 minutes, does the leg press, hops back on the treadmill for 20 minutes, goes home every single day. And it was cool, like, over time, like, hearing it. And then, like, oh, okay, my legs have been doing better. I'm like, oh, it's good, Doug, right? And then it was, like, a couple more weeks go by, and I'm like, oh, Keem, yeah, ever since I've been doing this, I can get up and down my stairs so much easier. And it's like, it's nice to hear, Doug. And then finally, one day after probably, I'd say, like, a year, he came in. He's like, well, good news, Keem. After a year of being here, they no longer have to amputate my leg. And I'm just like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's like, no, I've been coming every day and like they did some tests and they no longer have to take my leg. They tell me just whatever I'm doing, keep doing. I'm just like, holy crap. Like that's, it felt different than the, oh, you know, oh, look how much weight I lost. Perfect. Oh, look at my muscles. Perfect. Oh, I got a new girlfriend. Perfect. That's what I want. Like it was a whole different side of it that I didn't even think about. And like, that's one of the things that kind of changed my mindset and what I was doing from wow. trying to bodybuilding gym or powerlifting gym to just I want ease of life for everybody like if everyone can be in their 70s and 80s and still be able to go on hikes with their kids or grandkids or take their dog out without oh I can't even get off the couch like I'm happy now like that's what I'm happiest about right now right uh, Kim, that's awesome man I mean that's a beautiful story in itself I mean oh my goodness that you're genuinely changing lives and there there's no if ands or buts about that question there no it was in the, awesome. it wasn't no i thought like oh you know i'm just gonna make people happy by you know giving them a better body and like doug's weight changed a little bit but for the most part it was just you know just being able to like that fear of this right and then i've had um even doctors refer their clients to me where i had i was on vacation one time and dr thomas called me he's like Oh, Keem, he's like, I just wanted to call you. He's like, you're doing stuff I've been trying to do for 20 years now. And he's a real health conscious doctor. He actually prescribes some of his patients to go get a Fitbit and log into the system so you can see that they're being active and everything like that. And wow. they've joined my gym and 
some of them have gotten rid of their arthritis, um, which it could just be coincidental. Like it literally, literally, it could just be highly coincidental, right? Um, I've helped some people who were like, one lady, she was going to, she had high cholesterol and her father had high cholesterol, it was genetic. And her dad started taking his high cholesterol medication, but one of the side effects actually gave him diabetes, right? And she did not want that, right? So she came, Dr. Thomas was like, okay, well, go see Keen for a few months and I actually got her cholesterol numbers down enough with just the workouts where she's like, I don't have to go like, and of course I don't know how to read cholesterol numbers. Okay, like I'm, so she showed me like the stats from the doctor's machine. I'm like, what's this mean? And she's all like, it means everything's good. Everything's perfect. My numbers are down. And I'm like, perfect, awesome, right? <laughs> So it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's things like that are actually, uh, what are more enjoyable, uh, recently. No, that's awesome, man. And I think that's great. Again, like I can't reiterate it enough, man. Like it, it, there's being that gym owner where people can feel how genuine you are. It's going to be better than any other planet. Well, I don't want to say names, but any other facility, you know what I mean? Any other facility you can think of. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, Keem, last two questions for you here, man. What, what's, the, uh, what's the bigger picture be, man? What's the bigger picture for, for uh, One Up Fitness um, and what I, you guys are doing? I want to expand my gym. Like, that's all I want to do. I want to work on – so when I first um, opened the gym, I own, I'm on two acres of land, Okay. And so I'm only occupying like one acre of it. So I've got a whole other acre where I could build like a big 40 by 60 building. When I first opened up, I went to the municipality and they were like, I went to municipality in the planning department and they're like, well, you need to have, uh, be so many feet away from the highway. Cool. Okay, well, you need to have 10 parking, for the size of your building, you need 10 parking spaces, 20 by 40 with a 10 diameter driveway that goes wraps around to your building. Cool. Okay, well, you need to have so many, you're on a septic system, so you need to have so many, you need to install a new septic system. I'm like, well, I plan on having his and her bathroom, and my house had three bathrooms. I got rid of one, so I'll still be on the same water allowance, and they're like, okay, and then they came up with this. If I had to build out there, I'll be destroying the natural agriculture that is the Bruce Peninsula, and it was a $5,000 application fee uh in order for me to appeal this bylaw now that application fee does not mean i get the approval that's just for them to even file it right so i literally needed to come up with five grand to roll the dice with right and when i was there i was talking to the planning department in the municipality and they were like if you go to appeal this just know that the planning department and the municipal officer are going to fight against you and this is within my first couple of weeks of being open right or my first couple of months of being open i'm like Okay. All right. Right. So like, I'm already looking at my dreams kind of fading fast. Right. And then one of the ladies who was in the municipal office came to me and she's all like, Hey, King. she's like, so I was in the meeting. She's like, just so you know, though, if the planning department says no, and the municipality says no, but city council says yes, city council automatically overwrites them. And she said, take this time period for the next few years while you're trying to build your business up and just get involved with the community as much as possible. Like just put your name out there, try to get as much of a following behind you as you can, because then no matter what, if the city's behind you, the city gets what it wants, no matter what the planning department and municipality want, right? And then I had a meeting, um, what was it? Last Tuesday with the chief administration officer for the municipality. Uh, about me possibly becoming the designated fitness facility for the local volunteer firefighters. 
right? And so that kind of, I'm not a city council person. Like I, 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 don't, I don't think that's my environment. I don't know politics and everything like that. I don't know variances and bylaws, da, da, da. But that kind of gets me in with the people, with the council, gets me in with the town and everything like that. And she's all for it. And when I left, I was like, and I know you guys don't want me building out here. And all of a sudden the tone changed. It was like, you're perfect exactly where you are. King. We don't want you over there. Like where you are right now would be perfect. And I'm like, oh, this is a different attitude than it was five years ago, right? So it's it's what I've been doing, it's been working, but I want to, uh, I want to build a 40 by 60 with uh, glass walls because it's a very rural out here. So being able to be inside and like seeing all, and I'm right on the highway too, right? And I'm surrounded by fields. Um, so being able to see uh, just in the gym and instead of just looking at the wall, looking at the scenery, cars going by, cows across the street, like you might see the occasional deer, like tractors, like just seeing stuff, right? Instead of just staring at the wall. And then I want to offer, uh, I want in the back corner, I want like a 20 by 20 studio area because we have yoga instructors up here. We have Nia instructors. We have other boot campers. We have other trainers up here. Not a lot, but we do have some of them, but most of them are training in their garage and they don't have anywhere to train during the winter months because most of their garages aren't heated, right? Uh, they don't have in-floor heating. They don't have insulation, right? You're training out of a shed or you're training on your yawn or sorry, on your lawn or you're going to the beach and training well during the wintertime when it's snowing, there's 15 feet of snow. Like, you can't do it. Nobody wants to be bundled up and doing all that, right? So being able to have a place where I don't teach spin class, I don't teach yoga, I don't teach Zumba, I don't teach MMD, like I don't teach any of that, but being able to have like a studio area where somebody can come in and they can rent my facility to be able, hey, you know what, you want to do a spin class? Oh, well, such and such on such and such days actually offers a spin class here. You want to do yoga, you want to do CrossFit, like you want to do being able to offer places for other trainers to have a place to train would be like huge to me. Like I'd be, I'd be not sound like egotistical. Like I'd be like the center location for any of your training needs, right? Whether yeah. you're the trainer or the client, I got a spot for you. I got a spot for you. Literally. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Keem, we're cutting it close. So I think it's a good place to kind of wrap things up here on this episode. But before we sign out, Keem, shout out your Instagram, man, your website, whatever you have. Um, so my name's Keen Barnes. Um, I really don't have a website or anything like that. It's just one of fitness on Facebook. Um, like I said, I'm very small time. I don't do a lot of social media posts or anything like that, but just one up fitness on uh, Facebook. And then there's also one up fitness on uh, Instagram. And that's pretty much it. Like you don't see a lot of posts about, Oh, this class, this class, like some of it is just, <laughs> some of it is literally like, I think there was a picture of like, my new Hennessy glass I got for uh for New Year's <laughs> and then like I got some pictures of the dogs and like hey I got a new barbell like this it's it's not like I wish I could do more of that but like I for a while when I first started out I did the whole like motivational quotes and you know everything like yeah 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 but now it's just like you know what it's for up here like it's for up here like it's it's really like people I like to give people the the authentic side of it right like I'm not all business like I like to kick back sometimes, right? So most of it is just going to be me walking the dogs at six o'clock and kicking back. That's it. That's it. <laughs> look, you, look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, to everyone who tuned in today, uh, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. 
And if you're interested in joining us, we're talking about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you as soon as possible. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.